Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to Thoughts by DeVille D.I. I am your host, DeVille D.I. Now, first and foremost, if you have um, the need to find more podcasts to listen to, you're looking for something new, something different to listen to, let me tell you what to do. Go over to Anchor or Apple Podcasts or um, Facebook or Instagram. And search the hashtag Elite Circle with the power sign. And you search that Elite Circle hashtag. And guess what? You're going to find a cornucopia. You're going to find a plethora of up and coming podcasters for you to listen to. Man, there's some real talent over there. And I'm not just saying that because I myself am a member of the Elite Circle. I'm saying that because I mean it. You feel me? There are some deep and interesting topics going on with these podcasters over here at Elite Circle. And I am very proud to be a part of what's going on over there. Now, let's go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> Ooh, this story was kind of funny to me. It's not funny, but it's funny to me at the same time. So, apparently, two... Um, two members of our United States military. What were they? Uh, doesn't say. Just to cause them soldiers. But one, I'm not gonna reveal their names. I just, you know, I'm just not that kind of person. But one was a master sergeant, and one was a sergeant first class. They were caught attempting to transport. 90 pounds of cocaine on a military plane. I guess they've been watching a little too much of that American gangster, man. So apparently they have been for a while transporting large amounts of drugs to Florida. Well, or I guess to the states or across the states. But their distributor is in Florida. And they've, been, they've done this several times using... Uh, a heavy bag, a heavy bag boxing bag, the big bag that you see Rocky punches on in the movies. They were using a hollowed out bag that, um, you know, to, to pass this stuff through. So apparently for whatever reason, I don't know why this didn't happen before, but apparently this time the bag, the thing got x-rayed and somebody noticed it was some shenanigans going on in that heavy bag. So says they're facing like 10 years in prison. I'm not really surprised, and I'm going to tell you why. And I don't mean no disrespect to nobody, but I'm going to tell you why. A lot of think, people think that, you know, military personnel just have it made financially, but that's not necessarily true. I have a lot, several close friends that are active military and some retired military and you know, from my understanding of what they've told me, these are their words, not mine, that really the the bulk of their finances is tied up or or, or they receive through um, the benefits of being in the military, the housing benefits and things like that and the insurance and all that type of stuff. But as far as like cash-wise, a lot of them aren't really making a whole lot of money you know so then <laughs> any times when people could look I'm, I'm gonna tell you this example and like i said i'm not a name dropper but a friend of mine he's been in the military at least i'm gonna say at least eight years i've been with the company i worked for five years uh i came into the company 
I came into the company making more than he makes now. So he had at least four years head start on me when when I started with my company. And I came in still above his pay. And to this day, I'm still above his pay. It amazed me when he told me because, I, you know, I'm not military. So, and I've never taken the time out to check. I'm not a pocket watcher. So I've never really asked anybody, you know, about their financial situation who was in the military. And most of the people that I know that are in the military lives look real comfortable. But it originated from a Facebook post that he posted where he basically broke it down to look I make people think because I'm in the military I'm balling but basically I make this much hour and it shocked me and we had a conversation about it man like I said I was blown away we need to pay those guys a lot more for you know serving the country and you know the the, the things they're doing separating themselves from their families and risking their, some of them risking their lives and so on and so forth. We need to look out for those people, man. I think that. And then the second reason why I'm not surprised is just opportunity. Everybody likes to say what they will and they won't do. But until you put in a situation where you're either desperate or it's just the odds just seem unbeatable, you can never say what you will or won't do. Like theft, for example. So many people out there scream about how they wouldn't steal, they never steal, they never steal. But a lot of those people have never been in a situation where they did not have the ability to feed themselves or their family. I remember this was over this was over six years ago. I remember when I was first me and my daughter's mom first separated. And I had my own little one-bedroom apartment. Me and my daughter was living in there. And I checked my bank account, and I think I had like 30 bucks in there. And I had to figure out how I was going to feed me and my daughter for the whole rest of the week, man. And at that point, I considered, you know, committing some theft. If it wasn't for, for the fact that my daughter was living with me, I might, might would have risked it. But to me, it wasn't worth the risk because I can't be taken away from my daughter like that. But... I'd say that just to say that you never know what you will do until you've put been put in a situation, you know, a desperate simple situation, or you're just in a situation where, like you say, it looks like the odds in your favor. It just looks like it's just way too easy to get away with. If I've seen people, quote unquote, reputable people, reputable people, who have stolen because the opportunity, like for instance. It was a chick that I was dating, right? And she went into, uh, we went into a phone store. And, well, I wasn't with her. She went into a phone store and uh, was buying a new phone and, you know, trying to get cases and screensavers and so on and so forth. Not screensavers, screen protectors and so on and so forth. And she said that another guy, came, another female came in and the guy that was helping her was so busy looking at this other female she was a good looking woman say so she he was so busy looking at this other female and trying to help her that he forgot this uh that he put some of the stuff in the bag that he put in the bag 
you know, they give you those little Verizon bags. They start stuffing stuff in, asking you, you know, do you want it and throwing it in the back. So basically, he ended up not charging her for something simple, like some screen protectors. It's probably like five bucks. I don't know how much screen protectors cost. I never checked my receipt for them. But either way, she knew that he put them in the bag. And she still left the store with them in the bag, you know. And because she felt, she, she was upset because he slacked on her service. Because this other chick, you know, with the big booty came in. And he was so infatuated with her that he slacked off on her service. So she he felt like, okay, he didn't charge me. That's not my fault. And I just tell this story, like I say, just to say, it's hard, it's easy to say what you will or you won't do until you, you're put in that position to will or won't do something. You feel what I'm saying? So what? What 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 else we gonna talk about today? What else we gonna talk about today? Ooh, ooh, I digress. Let's go ahead and get into the the headline. You know the um the title of the story of the uh, podcast, and then we'll go ahead and we'll after that we'll get into the what Deville thinks part of the show. So this guy at a mall in. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I'm getting kind of better at uh, being able to reference back to the, the things that I'm telling y'all. So, in uh, Asheville Mall, Asheville, North Carolina, and I'm going to say his name, David Stephen Bell. Now, David Stephen Bell is a 6 foot, 5 inch tall, 255, 250 pound grown ass man. And what this guy did was, his own video shoving an 11 year old girl no 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 wait hold up wait hold up it don't stop there then he punched her with a closed fist in the face knocked her out on camera he was arrested charged with a misdemeanor and excuse me and he's currently free again now i'm like well damn it's two parts of this story for me number one I don't understand uh, at what point the people are going to realize that they're going to have to stop mistreating my people. Now, yes, this was 11-year-old black female that he punched in the face. Now, what makes any grown man, I don't, yes, the fact that he was six foot and 250 pounds gives emphasis on it, the fact that this is 11-year-old girl. My daughter is a 11-year-old girl. There is no reason under the sun that a grown man should be putting his hands on, especially punch. Now, I can understand. I can understand. I'm not going to say that I, I, I would like it, but I can understand if it was a situation that he had to restrain the young lady. If the young lady tried to attack him, you know, and he grabbed a hold of her. I can say I can understand that you can defend yourself, but there's under new circumstances that he would have to, with a closed fist punch, an 11-year-old girl in the face. I mean, there are some circumstances out there that I'm going to say, maybe if she had a knife, maybe she had a brick, maybe she if she had a gun. I mean, we have to be realistic about things, don't we? If somebody's coming at you with a knife, you might punch an 11 year old in the face if they've got a knife. I don't know in the heat of the moment, but a uh, 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 empty handed 11 year old girl is not a threat to me. I'm going to tell you that right now. 
I don't care how tall she is. I don't care how big she is. An 11-year-old can only be so big. You know what I'm saying? And I'm a grown man, so I know I got grown man strength. You you feel me? There's under no circumstances where you should be punching an 11-year-old child in the face. I think he should. I don't know what he's been charged with, but I think he should be charged with child abuse. I think it, the consequences should be severe because if it was my kid, the consequences would be severe because I'd be looking for that man. As much as I say that, you know, uh, 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 how I have to keep myself and, you know, free and clear and unscathed for the sake of my daughter and being there for my daughter, there's no way in the hell I'd be able to sleep at night knowing this grown man punched my daughter in the face without me doing something about it. That man would have to see me. I'm going to tell you that right now. That man, I got bond money. That man would have to see me. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, that man would have to see me. And then number two, we're going to look at the little girl because I got to look at the little girl too. There was a crowd of these children surrounding this man and it seems that the little girl was going back and forth with him. She did approach him. She did walk toward him. Now, this is what we got to do, people, grown-ups out here. Adults, parents, uncles, aunties, grandmas, grandpas, cousins, big brothers, big sisters, friends of the family, mentors. We got to teach these children to stay in a child's place at the same time because just as much as he didn't have no business punching that little girl, that little girl didn't have no business being in this grown-ass man's face. Anyway, I don't care if he said something to her. She should have went and found her father, called her father, her mother, an authority, a police officer, somebody. There's no reason she should have been in this man's face in the face in the first place. We got to teach our children, brown and black children, and even white children out there. They need to know this too, man. When it comes to dealing with adults, stay in a child's place, man. There's no reason you should be in an adult's face fussing and arguing with an adult because he can knock your ass out. <laughs> I don't mean to be, you know, offensive to nobody, but we got to teach these children to stay out of these people's face. It's dangerous times we live in, man. People out here doing some crazy things. And if you just, if you don't even need the news, if you're just on social media, then you know people are doing some crazy things out here, man. Teach your children to protect themselves by sometimes you just need to get out of a situation, find an adult and let the adult handle the situation. But that's all I got to say about that. And I'm going to keep on moving. But first, I'm going to stop and let you listen to my sponsor commercial. Now, let's move on to the What the Ville Thinks part of the show. If you don't know what the What the Ville Thinks section of the show is, it's the part of the show where I take topics from uh, listeners and speak on them. So you can pick a topic, something that you see interesting and you'd like to get my perspective on. Or even if you want to ask a question, you know what I mean? I will address it. You can hit me up on email at thoughts by Deville D I that's D V I L L E D I at Gmail dot com. I will address it. You can look me up on Facebook at Thoughts by Deville D I D V I L L E D I on Facebook. Comment that stuff on there. You can put your videos on there. You can uh message me on there however you want to. You can tag me on stuff on Instagram on Instagram. Um D V I L L E underscore D I on Twitter it's the same and I will address the topics that you give me. 
but this topic right here is one that i found myself because i didn't get one look if you like the thoughts by deville di the what deville thinks section of the show i'm gonna need y'all to feed me some topics man so that i can you know have something to talk about that i know that y'all want to hear now i got a disclaimer coming forward this part of the show is going to contain the usage of the n-word and by the n-word i do mean nigga so if you're offended by that word i'm gonna the only reason i'm using it is for the contents of the conversation that i'm getting ready to have with you guys so if it's the word that offends you you don't like it you don't want to hear it i won't be offended if you decide to leave this show at this point but please come back tomorrow <laughs> now phase on love the comedian phase on love was doing the interview and he said that we sold the n-word this is it was an instagram video so i didn't see the whole interview i just saw the you know the little clip of him of the statement that he was making and he was saying that we sold the use of the word in uh, uh, use of the n-word for 17.99 so what Faison said was um back when nwa if you don't know what nwa is that's niggas with attitude the group that included ice cube uh dr dre easy e who else was in nwa Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Easy E, Yellow, hmm, DLC, no DLC, it don't really matter, but NWA, he said, when they put that out, when they put that album out, when they put that group out, that when, you know, the kids uh, of non-black descent was going to buy that album, they was asking their mom and their daddy for $17.99 not to purchase negroes with attitude but to purchase niggas with attitude and then once they got that cd and they got that music home and they start listening to it and you know when you got lyrics that are just flooded with the use of that n-word and they're sitting in their rooms listening to it and they're singing it and their friends are singing and they're going to the concerts and they're in those concerts packed out the concerts and they're singing it singing along with the songs at that point we had sold the usage of that word to the world you know how black people as a culture had taken the word that was used so derogatorily towards us and flipped it into a word of camaraderie you know a word of uh the show like brotherhood and friendship we sold that to the world once we start putting it in our music so what do i think about that I, I that was deep that's what i think about it i think that was deep and i think that was very on point now i'm a person who now in my later years of life i'm gonna say probably maybe four or five years ago I really kind of stopped using that word. I, it used to be heavy in my vocabulary, just like I say, dog, man, folk, all that type of stuff. I used to throw that word around too. But later on in life, I just stopped saying it, you know. 
and I do I get what he's saying and I think he's right I think he's telling the truth we so once we started putting it in our music and making it mainstream just like everything else just like people in the hip-hop culture dress a certain way they talk a certain way they use a certain vernacular and I think once it became in 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 a part of popularized music or popular music yeah we kind of did sell that we kind of leased out the ability to just throw that word around all you want to because if you see it like if, if you go to a not even if you go anywhere man people are using people none of non-black descent use the word when they listen to the music when they're in the hip-hop they listen to the music and they're sitting around and talking with their buddies and they're talking to their friends and they use it and they use it in the same way that black people in the hip-hop in the urban community throw that word around so yeah we kind of did sell that we kind of did sell that to people man Mm, mm, mm. But y'all didn't come here for that, man. Y'all came here for that morning discipline. Now, whew, I said something the other day, and it kind of touched a lot of people. Now, you know, with the whole government shutdown and everything, people are on social media going crazy about these tax returns, and tax returns might be slow, and, you know, we don't know when they're going to get out. That's what people are saying, so... I posted and I said, look, if you're out here going nuts about your tax return, having to wait a little extra time for your tax return, then that means you failed last year. Yeah, I said it. Now, I do say say certain things kind of harshly for the impact because now that I said that, if you I, now you listening, right? You listening, right? No matter how you feel about what I said, you listening now, right? You want to hear what I got to say now, huh? No. This is why how I look at it, and when you, there's a saying, there's a quote that says, "When you give a man the ability to feed you, you give him. You also give him the opportunity to starve you." And the same thing applies with the government. When you give the government the ability to feed you, you get also give them the opportunity to starve you. Now, I know that there's a lot of people because I was one of those people at one point. I was one of those people that used my tax return. To make it like halfway through the year. It was like my safety net. That little bit of extra income that I needed to make it through. There's a lot of people doing that. And then beyond the tax returns. There's people who out here who are getting, you know, the uh, the, the uh, assistance. The EBT assistance. Housing assistance. All that type of stuff. Now, yeah. What, what, there are people out here who actually need it. And I respect that. If you in a down cycle and you needed you need i remember when my daughter was born and my uh my uh ex-wife was out of work because she took like the whole however long you can take out for maternity she took the whole time out so when she wasn't working we were getting the ebt benefits and we needed them because i was the only one working but that's neither here nor there the base of what i'm trying to say is that every year you should try to be doing financially better than you were doing the year before. That's my plan. That's been my plan for a while. Because I remember one year I got my tax return. I got bands. I got I got a decent amount back. And before it was the I'm gonna say maybe three, four months before it was the year was even over, 
I looked at my bank account and I had like $194 and I was trying to make that $194 in my bank account stretch until my next tax return. And at that moment, I made the decision to say, hey, I'll never put myself in this position again. I'm going to be in a better place next year than I am this year financially. So when I got my uh, tax return that year, that, that following year, it was substantially less. It was like a thousand dollars now. And I I had got back probably like seven bands that year the year before and went broke before the year was even out. So that that following year, I only got like a thousand bucks. But when that year was over, that thousand plus some was in my bank account because I had made that decision to never put myself in the position I was in that year before. And then the following year, it was an increase. And then the following year was an increase. Stop stop putting yourself in a position to where you have to depend on things like this. Now, yes, when it comes down to things like the EBT benefits and the, the housing benefits and stuff like, like that, those are supposed to be stepping stones. Those are supposed to be things that assist you into getting to the next level. It's not supposed to be a lifestyle. You understand what I'm saying? And, you know, you got the government employees. They can't do nothing about the fact that they're not getting paid because of the government shutdown. But you, 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 my friend, you non-government employee, you non-government assistant getting person, you need to stop depending on that tax refund to make your year every year. And you need to buckle down and decide that I'm going to be financially better next year than I was this year. So, you want to get yourself to the point where you're not living paycheck to paycheck. You want to get yourself to a point where you're not living tax return to tax return. It's going to take some cutting back. Why you can't cut back for a year or two so that you can be financially stable in that third year? Take this information do with it. What you will, but get you a good breakfast up in you because you're going to need it while you're out here getting shit done. Now, remember to be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbated today because either way, you made a difference. Now, I thank each and every last one of y'all for tuning in to the VLDI Thoughts by the VLDI. If you would like to drop a donation for the podcast, go over to Cash App and hit that D-V-I-L-L-E-D-I and drop a couple dollars in that bucket. We'll be greatly appreciated. Now, get out there and have an amazing day. I'm out of here, man. Peace.